0: Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, Tiger Nation. Welcome to TSR Live. The Press Box coming to you from high above Rick Stockery Field here at Liberty Bowl Memorial Stadium for a, a big matchup as Memphis so to take their first foray into conference play in a big AAC West matchup is 2-0 Navy here in Memphis to take on the 3-0 Tigers. I'm your host, Isaac Simpson, and you can find me on Twitter at Isaac underscore Rivals. I S A A C underscore rivals, and before we go in, the before I introduce my co-host, he is the founder and editor of Tigersportsreport.com. My man Brian Moss, you can find him on Twitter at RivalsBMoss. Man, Brian, how are you?
1: Doing pretty good. How about yourself?
0: man doing pretty good man ready for this uh big big matchup tonight a big important matchup but before we delve deeper into that game i want to take a look around the aac and other action coming up this weekend man and it's, i'm excited about it. it's a pretty good slate of games coming up starting with one and two georgia tech at two and one temple it's games at 2:30 p.m on cbs sports network temple is a nine point favorite in this one uh temple with Kind of a surprising 38-22 loss at Buffalo last week. Uh, Georgia Tech lost at home 27-24 in overtime to the Citadel. Uh, Georgia Tech does want to win over USF. But Temple is averaging 32.7 points per game. Georgia Tech only averaging 17.3. Georgia Tech giving up 414.3 total yards per game, so they really struggle defensively. Uh, I, first off, when you, when you look at Temple, I'm not sure what to make of them after last week. They look really good against Maryland. Uh, only giving up, I think, 14 points in that game to a Maryland team that averages, averages playing 60 plus points on the board in, in their first two games. What, what do you think of that type of team? And are you still as high on them as, as you might have been coming into the season?
1: Yeah, I mean, they're they're an interesting team. Uh, you know, ups and downs. It's it just, you know, I think, what you know, they're just like a lot of the uh, um, AAC teams. You know, there's, there's always two sides. Um, you know, you have. You know, is it going to be the good team or is it going to be the bad team? Yeah. I mean, you know, who knows? But Temple has the ability to uh, to really, you know, sort of surprise some folks. And I mean, I I do think they get it done uh, against Georgia Tech, especially, you know, it's, it's at uh, Temple. But uh, yeah, that yeah. Buffalo game was a letdown. But I mean, how, how many times have we seen where you get a big, huge win, and the very next game is a letdown game? And I think that's what happened to Temple. Um, you know. You know, you beat twenty uh twenty first rank uh, Maryland and then you you know and, and just kinda like fall flat the very next game. And I mean it happens. We've seen it before. And it's not gonna be the last time we see it. But you know, Temple I think will be all right, but uh yeah, I do see them winning this weekend.
0: Yeah, especially I like, I like to your point of, of getting that big win against Maryland, and then having to go on the road uh to, to play Buffalo. I think they kinda kinda got caught in that one, like you said. You you kinda see that in college football all the time. And I agree with you, I'm gonna go with Temple. I think they get back on track. Uh, but I, like I said, I, I think defensively they're really good. They, like I said, they've been averaged, they're averaging 32.7 points per game. Uh, so I mean, they've been better offensively this year than we've seen the last couple of years. They've been mostly a, a defensive team. So it's interesting. That, that again, that loss to, to Buffalo is kind of disappointing. But I, I still think they're a good team. And I think when when Memphis makes the trip up there in a few weeks, I think they're definitely going to get Temple's best. Uh, but moving on to the next game, 4-0 SMU at 1-2 and USF. Uh, that was 3 p.m. ESPNU. Uh, SMU's a 7.5-point a favorite, and, man, the struggle continues for, for USF going back to last season. They're 1-8 um, in their in their last nine games, counting their bowl game last season. And you look at SMU, man, I love what Sonny Dice is doing with that offense down in Dallas quarterback. Shane Bichelle is already thrown for 1,159 yards and seven touchdowns. Uh, they get the big upset. Uh, their 25th ranked TCU last week. Uh, I, I think they continue to. I think they become road warriors here, and I think they continue to the, the downward spiral of, of South Florida. Um, and I'm going to go with SMU here, man. But and kind of a uh, question about USF, what, what are your thoughts on them, and how hot uh, is Charlie Strong feet right now uh, down in South Florida?
1: You no, know, it's pretty hot. I mean, this could be, I don't want to say a make or break game for him because I think that he's he's on the way out if he doesn't turn it around. But I think this game actually can be closer than uh, what some would think. You know, you take a look at, uh, you know, the letdown game that uh, Temple had, this could be the classic letdown game, you know, after SMU defeated, you know, 25th ranked TCU. You know, now they have to travel to South Florida. South Florida's hungry. You know, they're they're, you know, this could be they they could be looking at this as like all right this is where we get back on track. I mean I still think uh, SMU wins it, but I do think it's going to be uh, closer than what people think.
0: Yeah, I think I agree with you as well. I mean they're they're in a tough situation right now being at home. I think they're again like you said going to be hungry for a win. Uh, but SMU man four and zero and we're both predicting them to be five and zero. Who would have thought that coming into the season? And I thought they'd be improved, but even not just the offense, they've even improved defensively. So I really love the job that, that Sonny Dykes is doing down there. But we're both going to go with SMU. But I agree, I think it's going to be closer than I think a lot of people would expect in that game. I think SMU is a touchdown, a, a favorite. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't cover it, but I think SMU wins the game. Uh, this next one is an is a interesting one. Uh, you got 2-1 and one Cincinnati at 2-1 and one Marshall, 4 p.m. Cincinnati's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, I, I was a big believer um, in Cincinnati coming into the season, but d- despite their only loss being at Ohio State, when I watched them, I haven't been quite as impressed as, as I thought I'd be going into the season. Now, they have had some injuries. Um, but they go on the road to face a, a Marshall team that's predicted to win Conference USA. Marshall's lone loss was a 14-7 to 7 loss at 16-ranked Boise State, which is definitely impressive in itself. Uh, Cincinnati hosts uh, USF next week, I think, uh I think they get caught looking forward. Uh they they host UCF up next week at home and you, you go to road I, I think Marshall gets the upset. Uh, I hate to predict the AAC loss here but I I'm going to go with Marshall o- over Cincinnati in this one and I think they pulled the upset. What what are your thoughts on this one?
1: No, I can see that Marshall's a, a you know pretty decent team. They got a good defense. Uh obviously you know you know type of defense that uh, Adam Fuller just, you know, left. I mean so they they definitely have a good defense. Uh, Cincinnati better be ready. Um, I think Cincinnati yeah. squeaks one out, but I would not be surprised if Marshall
0: wins. Yeah, because I, I think it's kind of a wouldn't necessarily a rivalry game because they don't play all the time, but they're not that far away from each other. Uh, Marshall being in there in West Virginia, Cincinnati's not that far from state of West Virginia. I, I think it'll be. I think their fans are going to be ready for this. one. I think it's going to be a tough environment again. Like you said, Cincinnati better be better be ready for this one because this is not going to be an easy game at all. But I think I think Marshall gets the upset. Uh, the 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 next game two and two East Carolina at one and two Old Dominion. this is 5 p.m. on ESPN plus Ode Million is a three point favorite another AAC versus CUSA CUSA matchup uh, ECU two wins on the season being over uh, William and Mary 19 to seven last week and other 48 to nine over Gardner Webb uh, in their opener uh the other two games they they look terrible uh, so so two and two is kind of deceiving uh they haven 't really beaten anybody um they lost thirty four to six at North carolina state and forty two to ten at this favorite navy, navy team that Memphis is playing tonight uh o d u went a win over uh Norfolk State and losses at Virginia Tech in twenty eight to seventeen and that eighteen ranked Virginia last week and i I hate to pick the kids to a a c again, but I think at home i think old Dominion i, I think they cover uh old Dominion's favorite by three, and I think the uh, the CUSA gets another one over AC. I, I'm going with Old Dominion over ECU. What are your thoughts?
1: No, same. Uh, Old Dominion has played, uh, you know, folks pretty tough. I mean, they would have had a 17-point lead um, last week, um, you know, against Virginia. Uh, and then Virginia, you know, stormed back. But uh, they have a good football team that just the depth is, is an issue. I think it's another close game, but I do see Old Dominion squeaking this one out.
0: Yeah, if anybody wants to jump in here, you can give us a call at 917-889-9149. Again, that number is 917-889-9149. Uh, next game on Saturday, 1-2 and 2 UConn at 22nd ranked 3-1 uh, and 1 UCF. This is 6 p.m. on ESPN 2. UCF, big number, 43.5 point favorite um, in this one. Uh, UCF's record season, winning streak, Finally came to an end with a 35-34 loss at Pittsburgh last week, which I, I predicted that one. But I have kind of I have to say that I predicted them to lose every game pretty much. I predicted them to lose that Florida Atlantic or, or Florida FIU, and they lost that one. They won that one. So I've been kind of picking against them every week, but finally came to fruition. Uh, Pittsburgh had a big lead in the first half and, and, and lost that lead, but came back and won it going away uh, by one. Uh, UConn's long win was 24-21 over Wagner in their opener. I think UCF comes out a little bit pissed off in this one, and I think it's going to be a long day for the Huskies. I think the Knights cover that that 43 and a half, and I think the Knights roll and they'll win this one easy. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I think they roll as well. They they should cover that 43 and a half because I mean UConn. I mean they're they're not a good football team. <laughs> so, <game>, so yeah, <laughs> But uh, thankfully it's the last year in the uh, AAC, so we ain't got to see it yeah. much longer.
0: Yeah, I mean it, anytime you got to squeak one out in, in your home opener against Wagner, that. They pretty much let you know what what your situation is. Like, uh, but uh, the next game, uh, this is now this is an interesting one. One and three Houston at two and two North Texas at seven p.m. North Texas is a seven and a half point favorite. Uh, it's been a rough week for Dana Hogerson and staff with the, the news that quarterback De'Arq King and senior wide receiver Keith Corbin uh, both plan to to redshirt and sit out the remainder of the season. Uh, if not for that, I probably would have went the other way on this one. But I think the the free fall for the Cougars continues and, and they dropped the one and four. Uh, I'm the mean Amin green, make it three and O on a week for CUSA over the AAC. But uh, before we get to prediction on it, uh, what are your thoughts on the D. Eric King and Keith Corbin situation? I would, I know what they say. Uh, we've heard the reports that they both plan to, to return to Houston next season. I would be shocked if either one of them are in a Houston uh, Cougar, a player next season. What what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, it's just a weird situation. I mean, that, I mean, Something I don't think I've ever heard before. I don't think it's ever been done before. But I don't know. I mean, it seems like a train wreck down there, and I think everybody in Memphis is enjoying watching
0: it. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it, it it's a tough deal. And I thought, but I think if you looked at look at it, I think even though SMU is playing really well, uh, Tulane, who we thought would be be Good coming into the season. They play well at all. Uh, you look at the situation. If Houston is out of the picture, I think, I think this AAC West is Memphis is to lose. Um, I mean, it yeah, sets no, I well. agree. You, get, you get SMU and Tulane both at home. Uh, I, I just think Memphis, if Memphis takes care of their business, they, they should be the AAC West champions and representing AAC on that side of the division in the championship game again. But uh, I, I don't know. It sets a weird precedent. Uh, I wonder are we going to see this as become a normal occurrence when other guys decide that they, the season starts off rough, they decide they want to <laughs> kind of set out and, and maybe go somewhere else or, or set this season out so they remain eligibility and possibly have a, a, a better season next season. I don't know. It's, that's an interesting deal. When I saw the news from, uh, Joseph Dorte from the Houston Chronicle who does a good job of covering the Cougars, uh, he came out with a tweet and said it was going on. I kind of DM him asked him what was going on down there and he just, Said it was a surprise to, to them as well. So I, apparently, this kind of kind of came out of nowhere. Um, but it, it, it's interesting, and it's going to be interesting going forward to see if we see other other kids doing the same thing. But when, when you look at the game itself, what, what are your thoughts on this one?
1: Yeah, I, I th- if the if both of those were playing, I would say Houston. But because of the train wreck, what's going on? I mean, it's at North Texas, who has a decent uh, you know football team. You know, I'm going with uh, you know the Mean Green. Uh, I really do think they can uh, take care of business. I mean, they've looked strong. They almost beat uh, Cal. They only lost by what nine? Um, so I mean, you know, they they got wasted by SMU, but you know, I think with the uh, the way Houston's playing, they, they don't look good, and North Texas looks better. I'm going to go with the Mean Green.
0: Yeah, uh, I definitely agree. If, putting for this situation, I think this would have been a game for for Houston to kind of get things back on track. It's been a struggle. They played a tough schedule. Uh, I think with the team they had prior, I think they, with Pierre King and, and Corbin, I think they're a much better team than their record. But now that this situation is going on, I know it has an effect on the team as a whole. And going on the road this week. I think it's a tough spot. And again, I, I think if the USA goes uh, 3-0 and over the A C you got 2-1. and one. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, but those are all interesting games, definitely. Uh, but, we gotta talk about the task at hand and tonight, uh right here at the Liberty Bowl, two and oh Navy at three and oh Memphis. Memphis is a ten and a half point favorite. And uh, to check out to check the weather here, it should be partly cloudy, it's seventy nine degrees, moving to mostly clear and seventy four degrees by the end of the game. And I'm sure Brian, you have some, some stats when, when Memphis plays in, in that particular weather situation.
1: Yeah, if it's in the seventies, um, you know, it's it's not good for Memphis. Um, you know, four and four in the Norvell era. Ah. It's just even. Yeah, you know. And now, if it if it would have creeped up in the eighties, he's nine and three. Or if it creeped down in the sixties, he's seven and two. But for whatever reason, when game times in the seventies, they just have a, a five hundred record, four and four.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a, that's a weird one. Uh, hopefully that they move above five hundred uh, tonight at five and four. But you look at the series, man, going. Back to 2015, Memphis is now one in three uh, against the Midshipmen. This has not been a a fun one for the Tigers. Uh, they lost that first game, uh, 45 to 20, here to Liberty Bowl uh, back in 2015. They lost 42 to 28 in 16 at Annapolis. Uh, Memphis' long win coming in 2017, a 30 to 27 win here to Liberty Bowl, and we all remember that tough 22 to 21 loss up in Annapolis last season as the the, the rain came into the second half. Memphis was really able to 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 run the football and do pretty much anything they wanted in the first half and the rain came and they really struggled uh they, they really couldn't push the ball down the field some possible coaching decisions down the, down the stretch and it, it was a tough one i I always look back at that game last year as one that I would love to have back uh but it, it it's it's a new year um and you look at this navy team I, I talked to coach Ken them about the Lolo early late last week and I asked them kind of such a, a huge tradition of winning down there uh, up there in Annapolis. And I kind of asked him what happened last season, and he said they just, as a coaching staff, did a poor job. Uh, did a poor job of putting guys in position to win. I I, I can kind of tell he didn't say this, but I can kind of tell he regretted moving Malcolm Perry from the, the quarterback position to slide back. He's now back on the center this year and doing a tremendous job through their first two games. Uh, but I think we kind of thought, you look at the defense, I think they only had two guys returning on that side of football. I thought it would be a struggle uh, for them this year. Now they've only they played Holy Cross in ECU, so you kind of, had to put that into perspective, but their defense has played really well. Uh, now, look at the team comparison stats. Uh, Navy's averaging 43.5 a, a game. Memphis is averaging 37.3. Uh, Memphis, uh, Navy has only given up 8.5 points a game. Again, that's Holy Cross and ECU, so take that with a grain of salt. But 8.5 a game. Memphis is giving up 13.3. Uh, yards, yards per game. Memphis uh, at 489.7. Navy at 499.5. Uh, yards passing Memphis with the big advantage there two sixty two point seven to one twenty eight and that's kinda of by design with the triple option they're not gonna throw the ball a lot. Uh but you, you look at the, the rushing yards, Memphis uh two twenty seven again you know what I mean yards rushing two twenty seven a game, Navy three seventy one and a point five. Uh Memphis gives up two twenty six point three on the ground. Navy gives up two twenty six point five so almost identical there. Uh uh, passing yards uh, uh memphis gives up 110 navy gives up 152.5 and rushing yards memphis gives up 116.3 and navy only gives up 74 uh this is Navy's first road game and in, in first real test uh it was, again their first two games uh were win we a 47 to 5 45 to 7 win over holy cross and a 42 to 10 win over ecu uh but when when i look at the, when i look at this game i think uh, you look at that at Navy's Navy's defense, and I think you, they've only given up 74 yards rushing per game. And Memphis has been a rushing team through these first three games. I think tonight, in order for Memphis to win this game, you got to come out and try to establish the run early. Uh, they're trying to open up that intermediate passing game, but I think if Memphis is going to win this game, I think they're going to have to at some point make some plays down the field, not necessarily deep bombs, but they're going to have to to pass the ball some to to open up this defense. What, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I think they'll definitely try to uh, establish the run early. But I'm with you. Uh, you you need to see, uh, you know, white, uh, you know, pass the ball, pass the ball, ball around a little bit. You know, I don't want to say like you said, not go deep, but in that uh, you know, ten to twenty, you know, medium range. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, and you know, not necessarily some some uh, screens or anything like that. But I think you need to open up the playbook just a little bit because. What Navy brings, you know, is, you know, that triple option. They're going to con- try to control the clock and just wear you down. So, you know, I, I think Memphis needs to, you know, just flip that around a little have Memphis control the clock. You know, I know Mike Norvell loves to play fast, but if you're playing fast and not scoring, that's going to hurt you. Yeah. So I think, yeah, Memphis definitely needs to, uh, if, if they don't slow it down, but, you know, they got to put points up on the board, uh, you know, for them to beat Navy. If it's a low-scoring game, you know, Navy has the advantage if a high-scoring game. Memphis has the advantage.
0: Definitely, and that's coming up in my, my keys to the game in just a bit. But to, to your point, I think Memphis beats you now. You if you you take points any way you can get them. If it, if it if it happens fast, that that's good. But I think in tonight, in particular, I think you want to see Memphis sustain some drives because when Navy gets the football, they're going to play ball control offense. They're going to try to to drain that clock, and you're not going to get many, as many possessions. As you would normally get, so I think you need to sustain some drives, and I think complete those drives. Try to get points uh, when, when, when you when you have the opportunity. Uh, I think limit turnovers because turnovers are killer against Navy because they already control the clock, um, as we said. So you don't want to give them any extra possessions because that takes time up from from you. So I mean, if you got the ball and you, you sustain in drives, I think that's that's much better uh, than, than Navy having the football and 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 eating that clock up. So I think that's. Something, definitely something to watch to, uh, tonight. But you, you kind of look at Navy on offense. Uh, Malcolm Perry, quarterback, started last season as the quarterback but was uh, moved to slot back after a tough loss to Air Force last season. But he's back on the center this year. And, I mean, he's doing an amazing job. I mean, he's thrown for 254 yards, two touchdowns. But more importantly, he's rushed for 184 and five touchdowns. Uh, stopping and controlling him, um, I think it's going to be the key to a possible Memphis victory tonight uh the, the difference with navy i think you will want to force them to throw the football in, instead of running it and that's kind of why kind of the unorthodoxness i should say of the the triple option I, I think it's better for for navy to pass the ball but even when you look at passes uh junior slide back cj williams is one to watch as well i mean he's brings about athleticism and speed uh to that slide back position uh he's not a small guy at 580 175 but he's uh, already has 117 yards and two touchdowns on three catches, averaging 39 yards per catch. So uh, he's another guy on, on his defense to watch along with – I mean, he's on his maybe offense to watch along with junior fullback Nelson Smith. Uh, I mean, an all-important position within a triple option. He's rushed for 148 yards and three touchdowns on on the season in 29 attempts. So those are the three guys that you need to watch, but I think it starts off with this Memphis Memphis' run defense. Uh, they've been tremendous. I mean, you go back to that game against old Miss where uh, a rich Rod offense, you know it's going to come out and they're going to come out and try to run the football. I think Memphis held them to 80-plus to, to yards um, in that game. We did a really, really good job um, against them and Scotty Phillips in that game. Um, I think that's going to be really, really important tonight. But I think they're up to the task. What do you think?
1: Yeah, it's, um should be an exciting game. Teases the game for me. You know I think that first and foremost you got to play assignment in football on on defense uh, you know especially with that triple option uh, I mean, yeah. if you if you get caught out of position it's not just a, an extra you know two three yards no <laughs> it's an extra you know possibly you know 10 20 30 yards yeah. I mean, it, it can really exactly. hurt you so if your assignments the the dive the quarterback or the pitch guy you got to make sure you you know handle you got handle your guy. Because like I said, if you don't, I mean, you're looking behind you and <laughs> and they're gone. Uh, two, you, you got to limit those turnovers. Last year, I think Memphis uh, fumbled three times and lost all three, if, if memory serves me yeah. correctly. So, and one of those, I believe, was in the fourth quarter. So, I mean, hold on to the football uh, is definitely a must. And you know, three for me, uh, Memphis, you you got to score. Uh, I don't want to see this a low-scoring game because I think that favors Navy. But uh, if Memphis is uh, putting the points on the board, that puts pressure on Navy to try to open it up a little bit. And when they do, you're not—they're not playing their game, and that's when they mess up.
0: Yeah, man. And real quick to, to, to kind of look at the, the defensive side of the football, we kind of talked about that being a, 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 a struggle possibly for Navy coming into the season with only having two guys returning. Uh, they also have a new defensive coordinator and in his first year with the midshipmen, coming over from from Kennesaw State. Um, Newberry, uh, again only returned two starters, but they they play well on that side of the ball and a couple of guys to look at on that side of the ball. Uh, number ninety nine, senior nose guard Jackson Pittman, six three, three hundred pounds, uh, and they had some athleticism at linebacker and six two, two hundred forty forty three pound linebacker Nazir Crombardi, also number fifty fifty six. Uh, he's the returning tackler at fifty eight last season, uh, and one more guy is uh, inside linebacker number fifty four, Diego Forgot uh, has nine tackles already on the season, uh, so those are three guys on the defensive side of the, of the football uh, that you need to watch. Another guy, I think the secondary is probably where they're, they're the weakest defensively, but senior safety, Elon Nash, number eight, is probably their best player back there, so those are just, just some guys to, to take a look at to the game, but as far as my keys in the game, offensively, you got to take advantage of opportunities. Uh, Navy wants to slow the game down and, and drain the clock, so you need to stay away from three and out. As much as you can, and put points on the board when you're in position to do so. Because, like I said, you you might not get that many possessions. So when you have those opportunities in the red zone, and things like that, you much prefer you always prefer to score with touchdowns. But I think it's, that's even heightened here tonight um, against Navy. Uh, Trying to come out and establish the run. Number two, Navy has been much better against the run than against the pass. albeit it gets Holy Cross and ECQ, as as I keep prefacing. But if you can if you can establish the run, it'll open up that intermediate passing game. Uh, where, where Memphis can contest that Navy secondary. And in part B to that, uh, pass, pass protection for the offensive line. Uh, I, I want to see this offensive line, again, continue to keep Brady clean, give him some clean pockets he can step up into and, and, and make those throws. And I think that's going to be important tonight because, again, I think in order for Memphis, Memphis to win this game, I don't think they're going to be able to win this game solely running the football. At some point they've got to make some some plays downfield again. Not the big bombs, but intermediate. get that game going, uh, I mean, get these tight ends going. I mean, we, we you, so many guys that haven't been a huge part of this offense that we expect you to. Whether it's Joy Magnifico, Sean Dykes. I mean, the Monte Cox he has his catches, but he hasn't really had a breakout game either. And even those other guys, Kadarian Jones, maybe even Travion Samuel. Get those guys involved. There's so much so much talent with the play uh, with the skill positions on this team. Get those guys involved. Utilize those guys and, and get the football down the field. Uh, I think defensively, it's going to be a grind. And, and the word of the day is discipline. Uh, you have to be patient. I think gap integrity is important tonight. You got to stay with your assignments because, like like you mentioned, if you get get out of those assignments and and, and don't stay with your guys, these you guys you're gonna be looking up. And these guys running 40, 50 yards on you for for touchdown. They'll they'll gas you all night. So important to to, to stay with your gaps. Uh, no penalties, no turnovers, especially on defense with their ball control offense. You can't get them extra possessions, or extra downs uh, because they they already drain that clock. So you can't. You want to have, you want to keep the ball away from them as much as possible, and keep your defense off the field because your defense can really tire out against this Navy offense. But uh, I, I think when I look at the game, I think this is a game that that Memphis wins. I mean, when you look at the rosters, talent for talent, I think Memphis this year has more talent. I mean, even though Navy has looked good, they played Holy Cross and ECU. I think this is their first real challenge. They're on the road, um, and I think this is a game Memphis should win. Now, Memphis is a ten and a half point favorite. I'm going to go. Lower than that, I think that line's a little bit too big. I'm going to go Memphis 31, Navy 24. What you got?
1: Yeah, um, I have something closer um, or similar, sorry. Uh, But, yeah, I I do see Memphis winning. You know, I have uh, 35
0: to 20. Okay, sounds sounds good. Uh, So we're kind of there in the same same neighborhood again I, I agree i think if it's a lower lower scored game i think that favors navy i think memphis wants to at least get uh get into the, the low to mid 30s um uh, I mean, if, it's, if it's in the 20s i think it, that that really favors navy i think if memphis wins this game it will be in into the 30s i don't see them winning the game with in the 20s or, or even lower than that so um always uh, not necessarily a good time when these teams get together but it's been a, a rivalry matchup you know what is going to do. They're going to line up. They're going to run the football. The question is, can you stop it? And in the past, Memphis really hasn't been able to do that. But this Adam Fuller, new defense coordinator, has this defense playing well. They come in with a different mindset this season. And I think finally they're going to be up to the test.
1: Yeah, it should be a great game. Uh, hopefully the fans turn out and, uh, yeah, it's going to look great on TV.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a big opportunity. I mean, uh, Thursday night game, the only – only college football game on TV, ESPN, NASA television. Hope the Tiger Nation comes out, uh, make makes a good showing on on television. But it's a good, uh, good display uh, for the for this program. They're coming out, they're wearing the black uniforms, black jerseys, black helmets. So that's gonna look cool on TV. Uh, it, it, it should be fun, man. But uh, we'll come to you with our, our, our wrap up show coming up on Sunday evening uh, at 7 p.m. Uh, 6 p.m. Central, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern on on Sunday nights. We'll take a look back, hopefully at a a big tiger win. Uh so be on the lookout for that. You can follow me on Twitter at Isaac underscore rivals. I S A A C underscore Rivals. Follow Brian at Rivals B Mars R I V A L S the letter B. M O S S. You can also follow my man Mitch Davis. Mitch Davis underscore eight M I T C H D A V I S underscore eight. Man, enjoy the game and we'll talk to you on Sunday. Thanks, Brian. All
1: right, take care.